the Fempire Diaries podcast. This podcast is for both aspiring and current female entrepreneurs looking for either guidance or support as we break down doors and shatter glass ceilings. We can do it alone or we can be unstoppable together. I am your host, Anna Marie. Let's do this. Good morning, Kyla. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm good. How's your morning going? Pretty good. Just made some avocado toast. So that was a fun time and just kind of prepping myself for <laughs> right now. <laughs> a little nervous, but we're going to do this. <laughs> you are so L.A. and you don't even know it. Avocado toast is a staple in L.A. Isn't right it? now. <laughs> Isn't it? Everywhere I go, like whenever I go to New York, I always have to go to little, um, like, what would you call them? Not boutique restaurants, but I guess like mom and pop kind of shops. And they always have the best avocado toast. So it's do really you hard put- to kind of reach the level. Do you put the red pepper flakes and the lemon juice, like, do you go all out, or is it just, like, some avocado not schmear? Yet. <laughs> not yet. I want to eventually, but I'm still kind of learning how to cook. <laughs> so I'm kind of just, like, slowly but surely getting into it. I do put chicken on it, and I get a little creative with, like, spices, but all that other stuff is a little bit too advanced for me right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, red pepper flakes and a little bit of lemon juice in your avocado. Mm. So good. At least that's how they, like, that's how they serve it here in LA. And it's just one of those things. It's like the most consistent dish. Like no matter where you go, it's always the same. Like some people put like a, like a soft boiled egg or a, mm-hmm. a poached egg on top. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yep. Um, I've had avocado toast from everywhere. When I went to LA, I almost had it every day. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you sound like the rest bit. of us now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, how's your morning? Um, it's going really well. I've had five cups of coffee. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I've That's had three cups of coffee and a whole bunch of client calls, but it's good. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, me too. Talk to you today. Shall we, shall we say hi to our listeners? Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, welcome to the Sunfire Diaries podcast. Uh, this is our guest, Kyla Brown. She is a wedding and engagement photographer, and she's on our podcast today to talk about her story and um, answer some other questions and hopefully inspire you guys to start your own business or inspire you guys to keep trucking along in your current business. So let's get started. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> so uh, should we tell them how we know each other? Oh, that's probably a good place to start, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I guess to kind of summarize, I was planning a trip to L.A. Um, I'm from D.C., I was planning a trip to L.A., and I had initially wanted to go to shoot with agencies, so fashion agencies, to shoot with models and stuff like that. But then I thought about it, and I realized I'm trying to get into destination weddings, destination elopements, engagements, and things like that. So why not take advantage of this trip to do that rather than shoot with models that I could pretty much shoot while I'm in New York, you know? So right. I wanted to take advantage of the scenery that California has that the East Coast is lacking. <laughs> and so I kind of put You mean like nature? <laughs> like exactly. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so I um, so I put together a whole kind of a sheet of just ideas what I want to do, locations I want to shoot at, um my target couples that I that I really want to shoot with. And I went on Facebook, put out an ad that targeted couples in the Los Angeles and San Diego area and I just well, and almost every other day, I think I had a shoot, just about. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was so. only one of your shoots. So Kyla Brown actually shot me and my fiance uh, only a couple weeks after we got engaged. We went to, mm-hmm. we ended up going to the LA Arboretum, but we were originally mm-hmm. planning on going the Botanical Huntington? Gardens, right? Was was it Huntington? Huntington? 
Huntington Gardens. Yeah, yeah I think it was. Yeah, but then the but, fee was like seven hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> LA Arboretum. That was my first time ever going to like that. I don't know if you would call it a venue, a nature park. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure, but I was pleasantly surprised, and I know you were oh, too yeah, because. Same. Our shoot was only supposed to be like 45 minutes to an hour long. We were there <laughs> close to three hours. <laughs> yeah, just about, if not like two and a half. But, I mean, it was a fun time. You guys are awesome. So it was really easy to get along with you. <laughs> like you two and, you know, and those are the best kind of couples that I love, like, working with especially is ones that I can develop a friendship with, which is what I feel like we have at this point. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Definitely. Well, you were super easy to shoot with. I mm-hmm. um, was... I mean, you know, we were walking out around L.A. Arboretum and just trying to find, like, you know, really great scenic locations to take photos. Um, I knew that you were younger than me um, just from, like, your pictures. I knew that you were originally younger than me. Mm-hmm. But when you told me that you were 20, I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, this girl is a hustler, 20 years old, flying oh. across the country <laughs> to shoot engagement photo shoots and – I mean, in that week, you did, you know, you did L.A. Arboretum. I know you did. Did you use Joshua Tree as well? Can I you did. name the places that you did that week? Yeah. I'll, I can name the more um, crazy ones, I guess. Um, so I did Joshua Tree, like, one of my first days of being there. And then closer to the end of my um, stay there, I ended up driving down to San Diego. And I stayed there for about, for the weekend, for the last weekend I was there. And on my way back up to L.A. to fly out of LAX, I actually went over to Glamis, the sand dunes, <laughs> oh <my God>. alone. <laughs> and I shot there. Um, and that was a whole different interesting story. A lot of really funny things happened there. We actually got stuck, long story oh. short. Um, Were you so, terrified yeah. that you're going out into the Mola Desert and this couple was going to kill you? Because that's what would go through my mind. <laughs> Honestly, no, which is actually probably a bad thing. I probably should, <laughs> shouldn't be so trusting of people, but... Um, I, I was kind of familiar with the spot because uh, I know people that have shot there a lot. So it's not like the middle, middle of the desert. It is, but it, it's a park, you know, so it's short. Sure. Yeah, so there's a parking lot. There's people that were there. They have, like, a little area that has – um, they usually have, like, a fair – or not a fair. What would you call it? Like a dune buggy a kind of thing. or something? A festival, yeah. A festival there, um, like, every Thanksgiving or so where everybody would just come with off-roading vehicles and just go crazy there, which I really want to go and do. <laughs> but – um. You know, I have friends in Fallon, Nevada that do that, and it honestly sounds like a blast. They all take all their RV campers out there with their Mm -hmm. dune buggies and their off-road vehicles, and they do do it for Thanksgiving weekend, actually, and then they do a huge potluck in this huge circle and basically hop from RV to RV at night, eating everybody's food, and it sounds like a really great community (laughs) experience. Yeah. Um, And it sounds delicious, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, anything that doesn't require me to wash my hair for three days, like, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. No, honestly, same. I mean, but, uh, no, but it was funny because I went, and, I again, I drove three hours. The couple also came from San Diego, so they drove, or it was two hours from San Diego, three hours to L.A., and it was all done in one day. Um, So we drove separately two hours to get to Glamis. We shot there right at sunset. Um, We finished right when it was starting to get dark, and my couple had a Jeep. So they were like, you know what, let's go off-roading. <laughs> I was like, I'm so down. So I got in the Jeep. Uh, into it, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> and so we got in the Jeep, and so <laughs> this Jeep was fully stock. Not that it really matters, but it kind of does. Um, so there was no modifications that were prepping for it to 
be able to go off-roading, especially in sand. No, like 18-point harnesses. Yeah, like exactly. Like, no lens, no lens, nothing like that. So <laughs> safety <we did> measures? <laughs> nope, not at all. So, basically, the way that it's set up is there's, like, a parking lot, and then there's a drop of, like, I want to say 30 feet that goes kind of at an angle down, but it's still pretty steep. And we went right down there, right into the dunes, and just stopped. <laughs> Oh, and we got no. stuck. And so we were kind of panicking a little bit. Um, and so I ran back up the hill alone while they stood in the car. And I got in my car to see if I could find, like, a phone number because there was service up there. Couldn't find one. And then I looked over in the distance. And because we were on a big hill, I saw cars, like, about a mile and a half away um, that were just doing, like, like burnouts in the sand, like, just spinning and, like, doing crazy stuff. Just you know? having fun, living their yeah. lives. <laughs> and it was, like, it was, like a really getting dark. Exactly, exactly. But it was already getting dark. So I was like, okay, I called them and I was like, hey guys, I found some people. I'm going to go ask them if they can help us. So I drove the mile and a half. I'm I'm surprised they trusted me because I could have just left. <laughs> but I <Yeah>. didn't. <laughs> so I drove the mile and a half and I ended up running into like like six, seven like guys, like men. And I was like, y'all have Jeeps, come help us out. And so they followed me. I kind of, I, ro- I rolled up with them kind of like a squad. Like they were behind me. I had all the lights shining down on the Jeep that was down at the bottom of the hill. And for rescue squads on a mission. Literally. Literally. It was like Baywatch, but for like off-roading vehicles, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that. And then um, that they visual down. was so good. I know, right? Like slow motion and everything. So um, they all went down the hill and they ended up lowering the tire pressure. They got out. We ended up leaving at like I want to say 10 o'clock at night so it was pitch black there was no light other than your headlights and then drove three hours up to LA (laughs) wow yeah but it was worth it so worth it all the shoots that were done in California were so worth it including yours especially I love yours it's one of my definitely one of my favorites I mean we loved it too (laughs) uh, my fiance and I were both a little vain so we're like oh yeah we're so good looking we're gonna rock this engagement shoot (laughs) Love that. that makes it so though. I will say what was really nice, though, is uh, your girl's got a double chin in a lot of photos. So I really like the fact that you were able to angle my face so that it looked like I had natural cheekbones. And <laughs> I just feel like you were you were really concerned about me feeling beautiful and looking beautiful, um, you know. For so sure. I really, For really sure. definitely appreciate that. I really want to get into your story. I mean, you're obviously like the most independent uh, person for your age that I've ever met. I mean, uh-huh. my sister's in her first year of college, and there's no way she would fly across the country to then get in a rental car and drive all over Southern California meeting absolute strangers. I don't think money's doing it as well. Like, I just, I mean, don't give me, love my sister, but um, I mean, that kind of Scary. independence, like, takes a lot of strength. Uh, yeah. So I, I admire you a lot. I would really love to talk about how you got started. Of course. Sure. So um, photography, regarding photography as a whole, um, I actually, I forgot completely. Like, I, I know the one story that I had kind of uh, told you already, but um, I, I had to call my mom. Because <laughs> I was like, Mom, I've been doing this forever. I don't remember what I was doing when I was 10 to 13, you know, like you do. So I called her, <laughs> and she reminded me that when I was like, I've been doing photography since I was, like, seven, and I didn't even know. I totally forgot. Moms know <laughs> everything. Thank God for mom. They Hashtag. Oh, no, 100%. Now, my mom is my lifesaver. With, she helped me get to where I am now. All credit to her. Um, but so ever since, I don't know, like, I was in the single digits, I guess, like, seven, eight, nine, whatever, um, I had a little pink Kodak camera that I would take everywhere with me. And I would, like, to Disney, anywhere, like, literally anywhere you went, I would have it. And I would just go around taking pictures 
But the funny thing was, is it was never of like, oh, we're at Disney, let's take photos of Disney. It was more like finding, like getting my little sister, getting my mom to kind of pose against something that didn't even look like we were in Disney, but it was cool because like we were in Disney. Like a brick wall or something. Like, exactly. It kind of came all this way to Disney World, but uh, exactly. brick wall. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then so as I kind of grew up with that, my little sister started to, to – I have two little sisters. Well, three now, but I had two at the time. And um, they were growing up, and so with that being said, I was able to start putting makeup on them, and I could, like, dress them up in costumes. And so when I was, like, 12, 13 – uh, my sisters had a bunk bed, and I would hang really textured, like, co- co- uh, comforters hanging on the top bunk as, like, a backdrop, and then I oh, would yeah. do their makeup, like, really bad, <laughs> um, and then I would dress them up in costume and just do, like, little model shoots of them in front of a, a rainbow-striped comforter. Yes. <laughs> I still have those photos, too. It's actually kind of funny. I just found them, but, yeah. uh, yeah, so I did that, and then that, I guess, that's how I kind of really developed my love for portraitures and just me now looking back and just knowing that I've always loved photographing people. Um, and then when I turned, I want to say about 13, it was either the Christmas or my birthday, but I really wanted to get into YouTube, which is super, super left field, super random. Um, I mean, this is a very normal dream for a lot of 13 year olds right now to mm-hmm. become a YouTuber, YouTuber yep. and become famous. It definitely is. And I feel like when I was first starting, I kind of wish I would have stuck with it because now it's such a big thing. But back then is when it was still slowly developing. But I uh, wanted to do it. So I had begged my parents to buy me a professional grade camera. So it was a Canon T3i. <laughs> and hey, like, um, talk to me. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, it was a Canon, <laughs> a Canon camera, right? Yeah, yep. A Canon DSLR. <laughs> so okay. they uh, bought it for me for whatever, Christmas, my birthday. And I started to do YouTube. And it was fun and all, but video editing is so, so hard. So hard. And I'm not good on camera. Like, I'm not good at talking on camera. Um, or I wasn't at the time, at least. And uh, I made the videos, and I just wasn't crazy about it. I wasn't passionate about it. So I was like, what can I do that's easier than YouTube videos? <laughs> so I was like, you know, photography seems kind of cool. You know, it seems dope. I've been doing it for a while. Um, why not make it something that I could do better at instead of using this little Kodak camera that I have to take to CVS to get photos printed. <laughs> right. I, so, I, wait, so here you are uh, uh, creating a YouTube channel, uh, at least trying to edit your own videos and trying to what really looks like starting your career online at least mm-hmm. um, with all these pipe dreams. I mean, at 13 <laughs> years old, I was like, the only goal was being able to get dropped off at the movies and like, <laughs> Praying to the boob fairy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's the only thing I was doing. At, that was my only concern. Oh, and when I was going to get my first cell phone, I was like begging my parents oh, for my yeah. first cell phone. It ended up being like a, a flip phone, which is so funny now that I think about it. Was that was my only concern was like getting dressed up and pretending to be this, I don't know, 18-year-old at a movie, but literally we were 13 years old and could barely <laughs> afford the tip at Chili's. And yeah. here you were starting your career online. Love that. Okay. <laughs> no, but, yeah, no, that's so funny. I mean, I can still relate to all of that, but I guess, like, I don't know, my social life was lacking when I was 13 for this reason because I was kind of, I don't know, I, I wasn't very, um, I was kind of, how do you, how would you say this? I was very quiet and shy at that age. So I sure. was very self-reliant in that, in that sense, you know, because I didn't like talking to others. Well, I was just shy. Um, so with that being said, I wanted to find things that I could be passionate about to kind of outsource my shyness, you know, to be able to use sure. and be confident in myself. And so with that, I did singing, piano, um, a bunch of things, including photography. 
But um, I still have the videos up that I made on YouTube, actually. They're a bunch of DIY ones. They're really, really embarrassing. But, like, Love. You got to keep those up. Like, started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> you know? Exactly. No, I mean, I lost the password to the account, so they're up forever. I, I'm just going to just gonna take the L, you know? <laughs> but are going to be so, in uh, one of those, mag- like, Us magazines. Like, stars, they're just like us. Oh, my. <laughs> I wish. That would be awesome. <laughs> if that happens, oof, I will not complain. <laughs> But, um, so, yeah, so those videos, I did those videos, and then after that, um, got into photography, started taking photos of my little sisters, and then I did that for about two years until I was, um, I want to say a sophomore, like a mid-grade sophomore, like in the middle of the year, and then I started um, asking my friends to let me take pictures of them, Um, and then that slowly became, I started realizing, like, oh, I can profit off of this when I was a sophomore, so I was, like, 16, I think, and, um, I started hitting up my senior friends at the time and I was like, Hey, like I'll do your senior pictures or I'll do you and I'll take the photos of you and your boyfriend for like 50, 50 bucks, you know? And so I did that and it slowly but surely became something that I really loved doing. So by the time I was a late junior, I was able to charge like 160 for senior photos from people at schools that were like beyond my, my, my County. And at, the, at this time is when um, I finally found my confidence through my work and this is when I started to become a lot more noticeable with people in different counties, different schools that I never that I'd never thought I'd ever be able to talk to because they're popular or any of that, you know. Or older, right. I mean you were older, sophomore photographing mm-hmm. yep. seniors. Whereas like well, this when time I was, I was a sophomore, sophomore seniors were just like the most scary human beings on the earth to me. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know? So but at this time I was a junior and so I I don't know, I just that's how I found my confidence. That's how I was able to find myself so young is because I started seeing people appreciate me for I mean, my talent, and then it eventually turned into people appreciating me for me. Um, so then I just fell in love with it, um, and I was able to kind of make my business also my personality, but still separate it, you know, uh, if that makes any sense. No, so, yeah, it definitely does. I mean, yeah. I'm just, like, constantly impressed by you, Kyla. I, like, <laughs> all I could, like, I was thinking about what I was doing at 17, and it was, like, boys, makeup, and then I worked at this little frozen yogurt shop, 21 Choices. <laughs> And so my life was literally just frozen yogurt, makeup, and boys. Um, <laughs> I mean, I had a job, so I guess that's good. But yeah, uh, no, there no, was definitely. no way that I was starting my own business, going to other counties by myself, photographing people I didn't know. Like, props uh, to you. That is incredible. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> so, so after you, I guess. After you graduated, you became an LLC. Why did you decide to become an LLC? So the main reason why is because I I was thinking about getting into weddings. I was very, very, very hesitant at the time, though, because I was scared because, you know, it's, you only do it once. If you mess it up, you can't do it again, you know. So, But a lot of venues require you to be a licensed business and have insurance. So at that time, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to think ahead. I can definitely benefit off of this in the future. So when I was 17, I talked to my mom, who owned, like, three businesses. My my parents, my family is are very entrepreneurial. So I kind of learned a Love lot that. through them. Love that. Yeah, so so she parents. helped me. Yep, yep. So you totally get it. Um, so I learned all of my, um, like, registering, licensing, all that kind of stuff. I learned it through her, and she helped me do it. And then from there, I never really um, – I never really used it as an LLC until I started doing weddings. Like, I, I would still obviously say it was an LLC and stuff, but I never started uh, with the word. It's uh, a good safety net to have, too, I feel. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So it would always kind of be like a 
like you said, a safety net just in case I needed it, I would have it, you know, including, including, um, insurance and such. I've had insurance since I was 17, so. Damn. (laughs) Thank you. So were you working other jobs at this time? I mean, uh, I know photography, it's very up and down and it's basically a piece rate business. Like, you know, you became an LLC. Were you already full-time when you decided to register your business or? So I was not, um, only because I was making like $150 like at a time whenever I would get it. And I mean, even being my age, I mean, a 17-year-old, they, I want to buy clothes. That's a lot of money. I want to buy makeup. It yeah. is. It is, definitely. But then once the thing is, as a 17-year-old, once you start making money, you start realizing it. And then you're like, oh, I can afford this $100, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah. Even though I only have like 200 bucks in my savings. <laughs> so, right. Um, yeah. My paychecks would go straight to the mall and then I would exactly. be broke for two weeks and then I'd get another paycheck and it would go straight to the mall again. Living paycheck to paycheck. Like, literally. <laughs> so that's, that's what I was struggling with. So I. It's like the most yeah, privileged version of living paycheck to paycheck. It is. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, um, blessing and a curse. But um, so I ended up, I got, I mean, not, I didn't end up, I, I had started with part-time jobs before I branched out into full-time. Um, I worked at a country club where I would work weddings every weekend, even during the week there were some weddings. I was a, a caterer. Um, and then after that, I worked at Best Buy and I was actually head of the camera department. Um, and then after that, I ended up working at Victor O'Neill Studios, with, which is a senior portrait company. So I learned from each of those three jobs, I was able to learn uh, I guess, fundamentals that I could apply to what I know now. So, like, for example, the country oh. club, I was always working weddings. So I learned how to deal, how to deal with brides. I learned how to work with coordinators. I, I learned I, – I watched other photographers, how they kind of worked. I worked with photographers. I would get business cards. I would give business cards during that time. Um, so I learned how weddings work top to bottom. And then working at Best Buy, I was able to learn lenses, learn cameras, while also being able to teach people about lenses and cameras. So that's why um, I'm confident in being able to help others. Um, and then working at Victor O'Neill Studios, I learned how to shoot in a studio setting. And then now I don't work any of those jobs, but I can apply every single thing I learned from those jobs to what I do now, which I thank myself so much for every day. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much, actually. Uh, I know that I cut up a pineapple. (laughs) It was funny. For my engagement party, we did, like, a a Maui-themed, and it was, like, let's get Maui'd, or we're getting Maui'd. And so we had a Hawaiian theme, and my fiancé loves to make a homemade ice cream, and he asked me to cut up a pineapple, and I'm doing it, and I'm like, how do I know how to do this? Where did I learn this from? And I'm like, oh, 21 Choices Frozen Yogurt taught me how to cut up a pineapple, now that it's, you know, 12, 13 years later, I can still cut up a pineapple flawlessly, oh, and it okay. looks beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's but it, it's so time. weird. You don't, you don't realize these skills that you're acquiring while you're in all of these kind of different jobs. I mean, at least all of yours were on the same path, but you don't realize these skills that you take with you and you can apply, you know, mm. even if it's just to make a homemade ice cream for your engagement party or – uh, mentoring other people that are interested in photography, like you don't realize this until you know you're so much older and you're able to look back on it. Very, very true. Hundred percent. That's pretty cool. I can't cut a pineapple though, so you definitely have that over. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I can see that video. It's actually a lot more complicated than you think. <laughs> no, I believe that. Did you see that video that went viral where people were just peeling off the pineapple parts? Oh, Did no. you see that? You know that's, what I'm talking about? That sounds strange. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, you know, like my life is on social media. 
my entire day is spent on social media because of my clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see every viral video out there, I'm unfortunately and fortunately. Um, yeah, I can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when did you start, like, doing weddings on your own? Uh, because I, I, you, you worked at these three different places, and so now you're doing wedding and engagement shoots at age 20. Um, when did you start doing that? Um, so... Hmm. I started, do you mean full-time or just... Um, yeah, yeah, when did you go full-time? Like, when were you like, you know what, I can make way more money doing this on my own. I have all of the skills that I need, and anything that I don't know, I'm going to learn. And I have, like, so much faith in myself, and I have this courage. Like, when did you find that courage to go full-time with your business? So I think I just got tired of <laughs> working jobs that I'm I'm told what my schedule is going to be. I just got, I'm I'm very, I guess, independent, so I just... I guess it's a bad trait to have, but at the same time, I'm, I like having my own schedule and being able to do whatever I want. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot. Like, I'm already making a pretty stable income. I have this money saved from these previous jobs that I worked. So I have the equipment that I, that I need. Um, so why not? So I, I kind of, I guess I quit my job. <laughs> um, and I decided to go right into doing smaller things first. So I did engagements, seniors, things like that first. Um, like, how can I get paid fast? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it was, like, small little, like, checks here and there, here and there, but it was pretty consistent. So I was happy, especially being um, 17, just turning 18, kind of getting those checks, you know. Um, and then I – And not having to listen to anybody. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I did that for a while, and then um, I realized, I was like, look, I'm getting older, even though I, like, wasn't. Like, I'm I'm not that old, but I felt like right. I was getting old, so – um, I was like, I'm getting older. You're like, I need I to think more maturely now that I'm 19 yes. and a half. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know, right? So, so I was, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of just doing this constant thing where I'm just, I'm making, I'm relying on my little paychecks. You know, like I'm working really, really hard to make little, a little bit of money. You know, so what can I do to help grow my income? Kind of like less is more, but still be able to invest and build a relationship with my clients rather than see them as, okay, I'm doing your senior photos. Let's get this over with. Let's get this done. All right, here's my right. paycheck. On to the next one. I wanted to be able to develop relationships with clients, but still be able to make a solid income. You know, so yeah, definitely. That's why I got into wanting the engagements because I feel like what's a better way to to create a relationship than people that are already in one? <laughs> you know, like develop a relationship. Yeah. With people, you know? <laughs> so I did that. Well, it's like I a double hitter too, them. right? Because you know you score the engagement client, and then you're automatically a shoe in for their wedding. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's literally um, why we're friends now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and because we have a, a lot in common too. So, yeah, love that. So, You're right. but um, yeah. So that's kind of just why I decided to just branch out. I just I'm always looking for a way to improve myself, and I don't. I'm still not. I'm happy with where I am, but I'm never. I'm never satisfied because I just want to keep growing and growing. So that's where that mindset started. Was that I'm like. I'm getting these little paychecks, but I'm not seeing any kind of relationship out of that. I feel like I'm still working a part-time job. You know, right. So. You're hustling so much harder. You're like, so how can I nurture this relationship mm-hmm. and, you know, deliver a high-quality product at a higher price, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And maybe it means you're shooting less people, but those people are getting a higher-quality service, mm-hmm. and uh, you're getting a higher paycheck. So, yep. I mean, really, your energy is going into delivering this high-quality service rather than, like, a fast-food window, low-price, yep. low-quality you know, bing, bang, boom, get out of here. I never want to exactly. know you again. <laughs> exactly. Less is always more. That's kind of how I view it, you know. 
And you can right. you can make a little bit a lot too. It's really just how it's it's just self control. It's self control what your limits are. Um, just seeing how far you allow yourself to go. Just opening your own doors. Sure. It's you know, do you want a whole bunch of hits or do you want you know, a low number of hits with for the same income? It's like mm-hmm. that's the whole reason why you know, these Amazon stores and drop shipping stores that you see online are doing so well is because they're getting thousands of sales a month. And it's like, well, do I really want to be, you know, shooting a thousand couples a month? Not really, but mm-hmm. I could shoot like eight or I could shoot five or whatever that looks like for you and still make the same income and also feel really, really good about the service and the mm-hmm. product that you're delivering them, you know? Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So where where are you traveling this year? I mean, you came to Southern California, but what else is on your list? Okay, so um, I, like you said, Southern California. I'm actually going to be going back to Southern California two more times this year. Um, actually, I'll be back in two weeks. I'll be back in two weeks, actually. I'm going to be in huh. Huntington. Love that. Orange yeah. County. Have yep, you ever yep. been to Orange County before? Um, I had a shoot there at Ronald's. W. Casper's Park, I think that's what it was called. No idea where that is. Oh, well, it's like it's like <laughs> deep in Orange County. It's like in the middle of nowhere, but it was it was really really pretty. But that was the only time that I've ever been. Oh, actually, I went to Newport too while I was there last. Yeah, that's yep, one of that my favorite fun. beaches in it's California. Yeah, yeah it's you know, I lived in Southern California basically my entire life. I mean, I did a short year in Atlanta a couple of years ago, but uh, Orange County beaches by far are my favorite. Like just in terms of, like, cleanliness and mm-hmm. friendly people and the food, I just find Orange County beaches to be so much more welcoming um, and just, like, family-friendly as well over mm-hmm. L.A. beaches. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people in L.A. that just really hate all the words that are coming out of my mouth right now. So L.A. are, like, <laughs> L.A. people are very prideful people. We're, like, we live in the best city ever. You know, we're, we're an yeah. hour from the beach and an hour from the mountains and an hour from the desert. We live in a flat, you know. So that's just, like, Californians in general. But, yeah, that's just my opinion. Yeah, so you're no. coming back to California. What else is on your list? Um, so I definitely I'm going to be in California. I hope to hit Arizona also, um, South Carolina, North Carolina, Florida, which is actually new. I just uh, I'm looking into Florida right now. Um, new York all the time. Who else? What else? What else? Hopefully Hawaii. Definitely Spain. Um, well, yeah. that's <laughs> this year, like 2018. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I want to go to traveling the world and getting paid to do it. Yes, <laughs> pretty much, and it is a good time. <laughs> Would you say that it's like your love for travel that's fueling your business, or is it love for photography? Like, what would you say is like fueling this like strategy, this this plan that you have for this year? So I've always wanted to work a job, regardless of what it was. Before I found out what I wanted to do professionally, where I could travel, where I could have a family, and I could go wherever I want almost whenever I want and just like live life to the fullest, you know, because I mean, when you travel, sure. you, you don't get time back. Money comes back, but time doesn't. So sure. why are you going to spend your time staying in your home state, exploring your home state when you could spend what, like $600 on a plane ticket to go to somewhere across, across the Atlantic, get, get an Airbnb there, stay there for a week. I mean, in a year after that, you're going to be thanking yourself. Like in the moment, it probably sucks because that's a lot of money to drop, but and sure. here, you're going to be like, I had that experience. It was amazing, you know? So for me, it's the same thing. But, I mean, like I, like you had said, ultimately I would get reimbursed for my trip. Sure, um, yeah. Even better. And, I mean, right now because I'm in the transition of doing 
local weddings, local engagements to destination and traveling and all that stuff, I am investing in my trip. So I'm not really having couples um, take our, I'm sorry, I'm not having couples, how, how would I put this? So I'm reaching out to couples and saying, hey, I want to travel here. I will be, I'll go there for a discount and then shoot that there to add it to my portfolio to be able to eventually sure. eventually use that and then be able to That's do that for time smart. where I can always travel. So it is and then you're creating a base of customers in that city or that country or exactly. whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yep. and I like what you said. It's also building your portfolio. That's actually, like, very humble of you saying, you know, I don't really have a lot of experience shooting in Spain, so I'm going to go at a discounted rate. I'm going to mm-hmm. fund myself to get there. And, you know, I would just really appreciate you be parting, you know, being a part of my growth process. Yep, mm-hmm. 100%. So definitely, it's definitely a challenge, but it's something that I know will a year, again, a year from now, I will be thanking myself for doing, you know. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, these periods of growth, every business owner goes through them, and they kind of always feel scary, or they feel like you're kind of overstretching your energy, your, like, body, just your mind. But I, I truly do feel like these moments of these moments of like uncomfortableness or uncomfortability, if that's even a word, really do, uh, you know, really do fuel our growth in so many different ways. Yep. 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 I mean, I love traveling just because I love learning about people. I'm very curious by nature. You know, I'm a Gemini, so we naturally have tons of questions. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love eating other foods. I love mm-hmm. learning other languages, learning about people's cultures and religions and traditions and clothing and music. And uh, for me, it's, um, you know, there's so much more than just learning a new language, but like learning a whole new um, community and embracing that community and showing my love and like also just spending money in that community, you know, yeah, um, it's, it's just yep. really good to mm-hmm. do as well. Um, so, uh, before, let's see, I have so many questions for you. You're such an oh, interesting yeah. person, Kyla. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, like, what would you say, I mean, obviously businesses go through their ups and downs, and you have been doing this for so many years. Like, what do you feel has been your biggest struggle as a wedding photographer or as a business owner? Like, what do you think is, like, that, that mountain that you're like, oh, my God, I don't even know how I'm going to climb this? Um what do you think that has been so far? So to be quite honest, um, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this question because obviously with every business owner, any kind of business, there's always going to be conflict, you know, whether it's sure. minuscule or massive. Um, I personally, I I am Christian. I have been blessed to be able to say that, I mean, luckily my job with my family and with my faith and all that, everything has flown very, very smoothly. Sure. But one of the biggest ones that I can say um, probably is just me realizing that I can't be a jack of all trades, you know. So, for example, I love right. fashion photography, but and I also love weddings. But every time I find myself focusing on fashion for a period of time, I forget how to post couples, or I for, I'll forget how to do a certain thing, you know. And then sure. if, I, if I spend time focusing on couples and engagements and weddings, I'll forget fashion, you know. So. It's really, really. It gets really complicated sometimes because I love both equally, but right. I can't. I can't run a successful wedding business if I'm shooting fashion, you know, because I forget. <laughs> I forget, or I'll get caught up in it, or I'll start setting new goals. That I mean, whenever I start something, I want to finish it, you know. And even sure. and I never do because I'm again never satisfied. So 
then I'll get lost in fashion. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to strive for this. I'm going to meet these people, and I'm going to do this. But then with weddings, I'm still at square, like, five. With fashion, I'm, like, pushing for square ten. And then I'm like, I go back to weddings because I get a little bit bored of fashion. And I'm like, why am I still down here, you know? <laughs> so that's that's been kind of a big struggle of mine that I'm actually um, having some self-realization on. I've, I've been having that recently. Ever since I got back from LA, I'm just realizing, like, I absolutely love fashion, but instead of focusing on that, why not just apply my knowledge that I have to it into weddings, you know, and just get different yeah. angles and make separate myself from others, give different angles, different tones, make people feel like models, you know, not just your standard, oh, I'm, I'm a bride. Like, I want you to be an editorial, like, top model kind of bride, you know? <laughs> so Hell, yeah, that's what I wanted to <laughs> I mean, some of, like, some of the photos, we just look like a couple that's, like, madly in love. And some mm-hmm. of those photos, we look P-Q-A-F. Exactly. <laughs> that's the um, goal. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I felt beautiful that day because I spent, like, two hours on my makeup and, like, getting ready. I mean, it was all over my Instagram stories that day. Um, I yeah. felt really beautiful. But, you know, you're kind of always worried if the photographer is going to pick up on that or if the photos are going to translate how you're feeling, you know, there's always a time where like you've taken a photo and you're like, I feel hot. And then you look at the photo and you're like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. I think though, like to what you you were saying, I think that it's very normal and very common for someone who does have an entrepreneurial spirit to have multiple interests and multiple passions and kind of go through that, that process of saying like, Okay, like personally, I made a list of like 30 things that I love. I'm like, I love babies, I love dog, I love nutrition, I love wellness, I love, you know, all these things. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, well, how am I supposed to make a business out of these? I think that's yep. so common for, you know, uh, people with multiple interests, um, multiple passions. What ultimately made you decide to step away from fashion and really go, you know, all in with wedding like how did you make that decision so I'm still kind of in the transition of making that decision but personally I feel like I absolutely love fashion I love the people the people that I've met have been amazing incredible I've met music producers agency CEOs I've met so many people that are just I like I want to be in that in that world but at the same time my ultimate goal that I've always had is to have a family, to have kids, sure. to, to be married, to live somewhere that's not commo- like doesn't have a lot of commotion, you know. And with fashion, I'd have to always be in New York and LA and all that kind of stuff. And like that industry is just so, so how do you how would you say it's mean, you know? <laughs> like it's mean. Yeah. And I feel like I, being, I get that. Yeah. So I feel like being just around that kind of um, spirit just kind of drains your own it's it's made it's actually given me a harder backbone which I love but I also hate how sometimes it overtakes my personality and I can become a bitch in some situations you know and I don't like that about I don't like that so I I just I don't like that kind of that kind of um what's the word I don't like that kind of uh just that spirit I guess that's just that spirit so with weddings everything is so happy and so fun everybody is having a great time like everybody's Drunk, doing awesome things, hilarious things. Like there's well, always we weren't drunk, but we were yeah. <laughs> drunk and loved. <laughs> but with with weddings, so with weddings, it's just it's always so like I love parties. I love more fun. Exactly. Like there's you're like thank just... you for the lesson, fashion photography, but also thank you next. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So and then again, just meeting all these awesome people. Everybody that I've met is just so cool and so laid back and doesn't have a stick up their butt, you know, like, <laughs> everybody's just, I feel you. Kind of people. so 
and then again, it, it all goes back to me wanting a family. You know, that's that's the main goal, and I can't sure. do that with fashion. And I don't I don't want to be, a, a, like a, a stick up my butt kind of person, raising kids and having a husband. I mean, they'll hate me. <laughs> right, right. I love that you know. So, right. You never like, I I never want to come off as a hard person. You know, it's like I can be assertive and aggressive when I need to, but I still want my, you know, my heart and my soul to be soft and Mm -hmm. kind of welcoming and and loving. So I totally understand. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Kyla, that's one of the main reasons as well why I started my social media business. You know, I, I do other marketing stuff as well, but my flagship service is social media. I wanted something that I could do from anywhere, and I wanted, like, I know this sounds crazy. I wanted something I could do while I was breastfeeding. I'm like, I want to be able to raise children and make money at the same time. I never wanted to be, you know, supported by my husband. I never wanted to feel like I had to ask someone for money or, um, you know, I never wanted to feel like I was beholden to somebody. It, It was always just like, well, how can I, you know, keep my independence and keep making my own income uh, while, you know, having, like, growing the family and having the family that I want. And, girl, mm-hmm. I want a lot of kids. Like, I want a whole soccer team. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's actually funny that our, our the reason why we chose what we chose um, has come from just this ultimate long vision of, well, what can I do uh, with my family? Yep, you know. Mm-hmm. It's good that we're thinking uh, ahead like that because that's a big deal, you know. Well, that's like right around the corner for me. I mean, our wedding is next April, and uh, babies are coming fast after that. I mean, I'll be 29, so it's time, girl. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. I'm excited. So I have so many questions for you, but I feel like I want to wrap this up because you have been so amazing and so open and authentic with us. Um, What advice would you give to yourself Uh, at 17 years old, you know, when you first registered your LLC, you know, I can imagine that, you know, you had a lot of guidance from your mom and, but it was probably still felt like a really big leap of faith in yourself. Like what advice would you give yourself at that, you know, at that point? So I think some of the main ones, um, one would be not letting people undermine me because of my age. Yeah. Um, Once talent, industry knowledge, self-awareness and confidence grows, it doesn't matter how old you are. People will respect a confident person. Amen, you know? girl. So that's that's one thing that I kind of wish I would have um, valued a lot more at that age because I didn't know mm-hmm. that. I, I was getting turned down jobs left and right because people didn't take my age seriously. But the thing is, I didn't take my age seriously either. So, sure. duh, you know, like people aren't going to respect you if you don't respect yourself, if you're not secure in yourself. Right. So that was a big one. But now, looking back on it, I mean, at this point, I'm getting hired from my teachers from my high school that I went to for weddings. And <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, we teach people how to treat us, right? A hundred percent. And that's I, just it. Mm-hmm. Yep, a hundred percent. And that's why another one that I um, that I would kind of tell myself at 17 is to make sure that if you're going to be in a relationship, that it is a healthy one. And I know that being 17, it's hard to really find like a, a real relationship at that age, you know, but um, I think we I would all give our 17 year old selves that same exact advice. Yes. <laughs> yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. But the thing is when you're having a business is like having a relationship. So when you're balancing yeah. two relationships like that and one of them is toxic, it's, it's it's going to affect your mental your mental health, which is going to affect your other relationship, or which is going to – I'm sorry, I'm backwards. It's going to affect gonna, your business, yeah. Totally. It's going to affect your business, yes, exactly. So that that's a big one. And um, 
for me, dating was right at the initiation of my career. And if I hadn't been held back from my first relationship, knowing what was going to happen in the end, I would have been way further ahead than I am now, you know? Right. But I mean, ultimately I learned from that relationship and it's helped me with, with my current kind of, again, self-awareness, which I'm grateful for. Um, and as soon as it ended, I mean, I took off. And it sounds like it really empowered you to demand people to respect you too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, you know, I've been in toxic relationships, well, a huge toxic relationship that I'm sure I'll eventually speak about on this podcast. Um, and I totally understand, I totally understand where you're coming from, but it's, you know, and it sucks because we're not the only women that go through that. I mean, there are people everywhere in these relationships that it's like, girl, you just need to leave. And I promise you, and it's scary, and I get it, you're in love, but just leave because I promise Mm -hmm. you everything on the other side of this is going to be so much more, uh, just so much better, you know? Yeah, and it's crazy because bad relationships, they keep you so stagnant. And then once you get out of them, you're like a freaking butterfly. Yeah. I wish, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And I wish, I wish everybody would just know that. That's in a toxic relationship, but obviously I can't, I can't. I can't tell them that they're wrong because, I mean, I had the same mindset. We're very stubborn. Oh, yeah. You, know? you just got to go through it. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Which I'm glad I did. Yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to leave it yourself. Like, you can't be told to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, too, uh, I had to, after leaving that relationship, was just give myself a lot of grace and really just forgive mm-hmm. myself. Like, I'm sorry I put you through all of this hurt, but I'm going to be smarter next time. Yep. And just say, you know what, like, you know, I, I don't even remember how old I was. I think I was like 24 years old. But you know what? Like, you didn't know any better, but now you do. And that's mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. I forgive you. I love you. And, you know, I promise I'm going to be better at this. And just giving myself that grace allowed mm-hmm. me to just move on from it, you know? Just the yep. moment I was able to say, I'm sorry, babe, was the moment I was able to, you know, be a butterfly. So yep. totally get what you're saying. And like saying. Ariana said, thank you, next. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Next. Next. Literally, Ariel, Ariel Grande. You're getting so many shout outs in this podcast. Oh, she is. I love her. I love her. She's one of my all time favorite artists. So I will give her as many shout outs as she deserves, which is unlimited. Also, Youngin, killing the game, you know? Uh, yeah, she is. She is. She's definitely an inspiration of mine. Her her attitude, her, her persona, everything about her is actually just a huge inspiration of mine, you know? So, awesome. yeah. But, um, I mean, for any any other advice, I mean, I, I was thinking about that because I, I thought about that question and I was thinking, what would I tell my 17-year-old self? But then again, what would I tell people that aren't 17 that might be listening, you know, because not sure. everybody is 17. Um, so I mean, I, I was 24 of, when I went through that same thing. So, yeah, yeah there, I've yeah. been there. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, obviously, like, issues at 17 aren't the same usually as, like, a 25-year-old issue. So, yeah, (laughs) like, business issues are what I mean, because obviously I'll view it a lot differently with a little bit more of an immature mindset than somebody at 25 would. Yes, yes and no, yes and no. You would think, right? (laughs) I would think, yeah. I would hope. (laughs) We would hope. (laughs) But um, I don't know. For some things that I wish that that I could have told myself back then, which I I do definitely listen to now, is that in the beginning of my career – that I would work with everyone that wants to do business with me. It doesn't matter if they're not profitable or if they're not going to, quote-unquote, help me in a way because ultimately that could turn around and become a referral client to somebody who knows sure. somebody who can really, really help me. You know, And that's happened to me. And I wish, looking back, that I would have really not taken advantage, but I guess taken advantage of those opportunities with those clients, even if I didn't sure. think they were going to be much turnaround. Because at 17, it's been, it's been three years. A lot changes in three years in people's lives. So oh, yeah. I, I'm still getting referred from clients that I had when I was 18, and I'm almost 21. 
and people are, and it's just a relationship right Mm -hmm. too yeah Mm -hmm. so like you can't like you're never too good to work with anybody like I wish I would tell myself not to be picky and like there's nobody who just isn't worth it ultimately everybody is worth it everybody is worth Mm -hmm. your social media services if they want it give it to them you know especially like you know you come from this place of service and you're you give so much like there's no way that you're not going to receive equal or double when you're coming Mm -hmm. from a place of service at all times exactly exactly Mm -hmm. and Uh, before we wrap up uh, how can our listeners connect with you how can they find you how can they book you how can they follow your story your business How, how can we find you so I actually have a website as well as an Instagram um, and my Facebook page. It's all K. Oh, my Instagram is KJLB Photography at KJLB Photography. Um, my website is KJLBPhotography.com, and then my website or my Facebook is KJLB Photography LLC. Consistency, I like Consistency. it. Consistency, yep. I like yep. it. <laughs> yeah you got to keep that brand all level you know and I've rebranded so many times but I mean I'm at a point where I'm very happy with my brand so I don't really want to mess around with it too much because if I do I feel like it'll take me right back to square one so (laughs) I understand that that deeply especially you know as a marketer I appreciate that and I respect (laughs) it there's too many people like too many businesses are constantly changing their logos or they're changing their brand colors or they're changing their message or their mission I'm just like we don't know who you are because you keep changing who you are yep (laughs) yep exactly exactly especially if you're on the come up like you don't want to touch that you know like that's solid gold that's your brand oh yeah and then especially with like marketing marketing is so big and I've actually had to teach myself marketing but a marketing agent like I've actually I've actually been wanting to talk to you (laughs) We have to do that after marketing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no worries. I I will wrap this up then. Thank right. you so much, Kyla yeah. Brown, for coming Thank on you. the Empire Diaries podcast. I really appreciate you. You're such a inspiration for really anyone of all ages, but especially for this you know this young group, young female entrepreneurs, and even you know people a little bit older who don't know how to take that leap or find the courage or find the independence or whatever it is. I love your story. I love you. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for coming on this podcast and really just believing in me um, with this new project of mine. I, I really appreciate that. I could not mm-hmm. thank you more. Um, I appreciate you support, so, your support. <laughs> so I can only support you, you know, like I love supporting you. You're doing great. Come from a place of service, babe. That's all it is. <laughs> all right. Um, we're going to hang up now. This is the Fempire Diaries. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.